I think part of it is accepting that it's so much beauty in being black. And that's the thing that I guess I get emotional about because I've always known that. I've always been proud to be black. Never wanted to be nothing else. Loved everything about it. Just is such beauty in, in, in black people. And it really saddens me when we're not allowed to express that pride in being black. And that if you do, then it's considered anti-white. No, you just pro-black and that's okay. The two don't go together because you celebrate black culture does not mean that you don't like white culture or that you're putting it down. It's just taking pride in it. But what's irritating is when somebody says, you know, they, they are racist. That's reverse racism. Or they have a Black History Month, but we don't have a White History Month. Well, all we've ever been taught is white history. So why are you mad at that? Why does that make you angry? That is to suppress me and to make me not be proud. Sun was out, the sun was out. Sun was out, the sun was out. Sun was out, the sun was out. Yeah, it's gonna go a little bit like this. Check it. Falling in love with myself. Too many times I said hate. Too many times that I dwell. People said that I failed. People said that I melt. Fuck, falling in love with my glow. Even when I'm in my low. Even though niggas stay broke. Even niggas don't. Welcome, welcome to the Simply King podcast. This is your boy, King himself, Rodney Perry. And you are just tuned into the soulfully conscious podcast with humans simply being humans. And today, I have in my humble abode uh, two great young ladies. Ooh. I'm drinking. I'm drinking tea because I know you hear my voice a little, a little, you know, nasally. So had to bring double the action, so I couldn't do all of the talking this week. So you know, it makes all the sense. You know, everything happens for a reason. But I have Brianna Baker and Nicole Nola. Tell me your last name again. Ruth Ellis. Ruth Ellis. Because I, I, like, I, I always say it. I always say it wrong to myself. No, that's okay. It took Ruth me to the third grade to spell it, so you're good. No, it's it's all good. Very, 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 very Greek. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 cool because you know at least you don't got all like the lapalapalos and stuff like that. <laughs> and that always fuck you up. Yeah, couscous. Right. Couscous. Yeah. Couscous. <laughs> but how y'all doing? How y'all doing? Great. Yeah. Feeling good. Feeling great. Weather is great. Yes. So why did I bring, why did I bring these two ladies into this situation to come and have this conversation, this dialogue? Well, let me tell you. Um, I thought about this uh, from a conversation I had with you know what I'm saying my girl, my queen, Lena Brown, and also just other things that I've seen that uh, that kind of like culminated into this kind of talk about just race relations. Since I love talking about race relations. And these two women are good friends, party, done things together, you know, grown, grown a bond. And they come from different backgrounds. And I love how when I forgot to know them and their stories were extremely, they weren't the average stories. And that's what I loved. Because you always, you know, feel like people always want to throw people into boxes. Always, you know, claim that every racial ethnicity is a monolith of some sort. And I love disproving things like that. I'm all about that all right but um let's get right back into let's get right into the topics i want to talk about kind of you know get into a little bit of pop culture how familiar are you two with the slut walk i know about the slut walk yeah of course like what what do you think about kind of like uh i guess the the organization of the slut walk as it's been throughout history and also the vilifying of it now the criticism that it's been getting lately because I, I think at first for me it was it was cool. I understood it. I thought the messenger wasn't the best at first, but then as time passed, I think she kind of the best person for it. Being Amber Rose is what I'm talking right. about. Right. What y'all think, though? She's definitely doing a good job of trying to glorify it from a feminist standpoint. Yeah. It's obviously something that will never be like praise because uh. it's the word is slut. Yeah. Or or you know walk of shame. People can't get past. And it's been times where I've joked, like, joked around and been like, oh, gotta come get my bag from work. This is my walk of shame. But really, I just probably had a night where I didn't make it home and nothing really came came of it. But just because of the way she's kind of like LOL and being like, no, it's okay. You can live your life. Yep. Don't People don't need to worry about your business. They don't need to ask you questions about 
what you did the night before, the night before that, where you're going, where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. And even if that is the case, if it did come from, you know, your sexual endeavors, it's fine. Like, live your life, go where you need to go, and, you know, no one can judge you upon that. So, I was at first I was like, girl, what you doing? We're not out here. Not everybody is a slut. Don't point it. But she was like, you know what I do is my business and what you do is your business. Mm-hmm. So do that walk, kick them heels off. You got your dress on from the from the night before, but nobody can tell you about you. If you feel fine upon your decisions, then, then good for you. Yeah, I think it's just a big point of just talking about not judging women for their actions, mm-hmm. um, for the same actions that men can have and they haven't yeah. had certain words put on them for doing the exact same thing. Right. Real shit, real shit. Um, so I think it's awesome, and I think it's women taking their sexuality and saying that they can do whatever they want with it because it's theirs, and I think it's just owning it in a different way. I think uh, I just oppose it being exactly what it needs to be because I think just uh, it's kind of like what conflicted me at first, I feel like, was generally just a man thing. Sure, Like right. I feel like it wasn't even... That's why after a while I started to kind of understand it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like and there's a lot of men, a lot of black men who are against the slut walk. And I find it funny because we have this uh, trend, especially men who are part of quote unquote conscious community mm-hmm. and believe in black lives matters and believe that, you know, uh, essentially the system is being created to kind of keep black men down. Mm-hmm. But though a lot of those men don't believe in the history of men in general keeping women down you know what i'm saying it's right. like they'll argue so many different things they'll argue like th- they have this they can do that actually they they have it better right like they don't have that much you know wrong going on yeah it's bad in other countries but that that's not everywhere right so on and so forth but it's like we all have a part in that mm-hmm. and for them not to see it in that way is the same thing of a, a politician calling us criminals and we telling them that we're not Right. Like they seeing us as this big bad guy, and we tell them that no, that's not what we are. It's the same thing. It's like no, you calling me a slut, but how about I just reclaim this word? Yeah, or how about right. I, exactly you know, let you know that yeah. this is what I am. That's what that's what you can't see me being anything else. Mm-hmm. I'll take that word and make it where I need it to be. Right. We did the same thing with the N word, and that'll forever have controversy. Hell yeah. You know, right. People are like, well, I can say it, or you know, if I'm rapping my favorite ASAP Rocky song, I can say it. It's yep. just like. You know what? Do you? Yeah. But don't criticize me. Yep. Right. You know. And I think I think it's it's always been a a hot button issue, but I think it's an interesting one to me that I feel like. How do you feel like from a <clears throat> I guess from a cultural standpoint, from you guys' own experiences, how it's affected the way you kind of socialize and the way you date? Do it, does it really? Is there really ever a pressure, or have you ever held back emotions? because of the societal pressure for women to be quote-unquote pure or mm-hmm. be use absolute moderation when it comes to dating yeah. instead of being and instead of taking down what the fuck they want to take down right. like they tell men they can do or they're just being guys they're living in their 20s so they yeah they had sex with about 30 <laughs> women and never right. used protection but you got to stay clean don't get pregnant right stay sexy type don't shit <laughs> don't get murdered um <laughs> yeah i think i've it's I love that we're getting to a stage where it's a little bit more open for women because I feel like I'm not afraid to just be like, yeah, I went over and like hung out with this dude and I'm really not interested in him, but like I got me some and I love that guys can say that and girls can say that and I think it should be that way and I love that we're going in that direction and I think like them using the word slut, yes, they're reclaiming it and I think it's sometimes you have to get like a really abrasive word to get people's attention. Of course. Um, And I think that's half the point. so I love it. I love that I don't have to feel ashamed of my actions and I can be proud of everything I do and walk in confidence in every action yeah. that I make and say, like, I wanted to do that. So I did it. And I think the biggest and the most noble cause of the slut walk, <laughs> when you look it up and figure out what the concept. beginnings of it and the concept of it is, is the extremely large avoided rape culture within America. Yeah. Yeah. Because... There's always this, you know, association with what you know you were asking for mm-hmm. or you were you were dressed a certain way so you were giving me this inclination that that's what you wanted me to do. Fuck yeah. the patriarchy. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Fuck the patriarchy, always. You see what I'm saying? Because I think 
yet again, I just oppose that to we can't say that and in the same breath say I can wear this hoodie and not be, you know, profile. Right. So it's like the profiling it's to uh, it's only to a certain extent. Yeah. So, but when it comes to this quote unquote like sexual morality, mm-hmm. it must be followed. It's something that you just got to do mm-hmm. because that's what good girls are. It's right. good women are. Yeah. And it's it's fucked up. It's fucked up because the world doesn't see these two things being wrong and two things that need to be fixed because there aren't I guess there's not I guess there aren't as many men and men of power. You know, mm-hmm. being taken of the quote unquote manhood on the on the night. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I'm wearing a tight skirt. It's not because I'm trying to get me some all the time. Right. Maybe it is at one point. But <laughs> not all the time. Sometimes I just want to wear a tight skirt because it feels good. You yeah. Like it, it, it was hot out. Right? <laughs> That's why I'm wearing just my bra last right. skirt. Yes. It's hot out. It's 80 degrees. I don't need to have joggers on or a parka. Yeah. I ain't mad at it. I'm not mad at it at all. <laughs> that doesn't mean, that doesn't say yes to you trying to sleep with me. Right. Mm-mm. So. No, but I think that what's interesting in the, about it all is, in the segue into, I want to kind of like get into both of your own kind of like life experiences a little bit. Because what was interesting to me was one of the first things I learned about <clears throat> Brianna was where she was from, just a little bit of our past. And, you know, we connected because she was like, oh, I'm just going to go to CAU and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, that's lit. Blah, blah. What'd you end up doing, though? Told me she ended up doing this and that. She used to cheer back in the day, whatever, whatever. This was us around this. Here go a picture. Automatically, it's like, you know what I'm saying? A black dot in the, in the midst of a white pool. <laughs> yes. And it was like, I was like, okay, I see, I see, I see, you know what I'm saying? I see what you had, you know what I'm saying? Deal with. But that's lit. Because you, you you seem real, like, well-rounded as a person. Um, and then, just opposed that to Nicole telling me, she was like, yeah, I'm from, like, Joliet. And, like, oh, my God, it was like this. Was like that. <laughs> and I thought it was something. I made the, the homecoming ballad. But just tell me, uh, one at a time, like, how you feel that your past being in kind of like I guess situations that most people are I feel like a majority of you know what I'm saying the difference in populations who I feel like are always against each other never get to ever experience culture outside of this bubble like if you right. live in suburbia and you live on you know the the great north sides of Chicago and then in the west suburbs and you really never had to interact with anyone like intimately on a consistent basis that's different than you in ethnicity and in culture mm-hmm. How is that? How does that affect the way you kind of just go about life? So one at a time. What do you think? How? What? How does that impact your life and your outlook? Well, I'd say first of all, thank you, Ann Arbor, for shaping me in the way that you did. <laughs> it has made it capable, made me capable of, you know, definitely being able to morph or not necessarily myself, but like de- definitely blend well with all types of groups and backgrounds and people. It's diverse, but I did have a very, you know certain activities I did was put me in a place where I was the, that only, you know, black girl or, you know, maybe there was a couple mixed girls or whatever, but it was it was no big deal, you know, I was able to conform easily. So I had a group of friends that were predominantly white, but then I had a couple friends that were also, you know, mixed race or black. So it wasn't a big deal. It was we were used, that's how we grew up in Ann Arbor, you know. You might grew up with the girl across the street who was blonde or the you know, the friend next that was back in the other city Ypsilanti where there's more black people and because of your cousin so I definitely had that diverse background and you know I've showed you the picture of when I was cheering for you know the University of Michigan's all-star team and mm-hmm. it was me and you look at it and you can find me easily but I'm definitely, <laughs> I'm definitely in the blend so it was just like sometimes I was go blue and cheering cheering around and you know picked up different lingo from being with that you know that kind of hyperactive cheer group and then would come back to some of my other friends who be like they never even questioned me or the things I said if anything they probably you know joined in on it and then vice versa and and sometimes when I'd go to my you know back to my cheer team and they'd be like oh can I say like this word and can I say that and it's just like be chill. Yeah. <laughs> calm calm I'm down. I'm, I'm fine being your, you know, your token, you know, black friend because they they went to other, you know, schools in the area that were 
even were less diverse than my high school. So mm-hmm. they still they they their minds were not as open as mine. Exactly. So I at many points had to kind of teach them and be like, I that was cute, but like this is probably how you want to word that, you know? Yeah. And yeah, they'd be like, Oh yeah. yeah, absolutely, you know. So now I think being here in Chicago where it's I'm working in a corporate office and there's and there's people from all types of colleges and cities and such and it's made it very easy for me to develop these relationships with these people because I'm used to it it's not like I was like how do I speak to this person or would this person make me uncomfortable or if I'm attracted to this person would he like me as a as a black woman you know no I never had to worry about that because I grew up that way I was used to it I was comfortable with myself most people were comfortable with me. I mean, every so often I have somebody that's like wants to remind me that I'm black and I'm like, thanks, didn't need that reminder. Like, for instance, last night it was just like every person I spoke with wanted to remind me that I was black. Like, Mm -hmm. a homie was like, hey, like, oh, what's your name? What do you do for a living? Was like trying to get to know me or whatever. And then he was just like, um, he's like, what'd you say your name was? I'm like, Brianna. He's like, what? Adriana. He was like, oh, I was like, no, Brianna. He's like, oh, he's like, you know how those names can be. He's yeah. like, I knew this black girl. Her name was, I'm like, what What was her name? Mercedes. I'm like, oh, not, oh my God. Not Mercedes. <laughs> like no, a car? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. And he was like, yeah, at the Firefighter Academy, what you know, the- I share, this is no exaggeration. He was like, I share a locker with a black dude. He's very cool. He's one of the most well, down to earth people out. I know. Get out, get out. And I was like, all right. So it's been real. Uh, mm-hmm. Ben or whatever. Ben. Like, John. Sia. Cool, you know? Oh. And then, yeah. like, another girl came up to me. She's like, oh, you are so gorgeous. And she was from England, you know? So she, she had a little accent, huh? Yeah, and she was fresh. And she's like, you are so gorgeous. And whatever. And I was like, thank you. And she's like, where did you come from? I'm like, you know, <laughs> America, like, here I am. And she's just like, yeah, oh, you're just a little piece of chocolate. And I'm just like, you could have stopped a long time ago. Like, I didn't have to be that little piece of chocolate. I would have took a little piece. A little piece, ain't you? Yeah, a little piece of chocolate. I just love you. First of all, you know, I was just like, all right, thanks. But after so many people had wanted to remind me that I'm black, that I'm just like, got it. Get it, got it good. Or like I go, I went to like visit, you know, T at her job and this black dude, he got LOL catfished or something like it. He said she looked better on, you know, on TV or on whatever. Social media. Yeah. And I was like, got it, got it. And he was like, yeah, but you, he's like, I don't usually look at too many black women. But, you know, I'm attracted to you for some reason. And just because of, like, the way I grew up, I knew I don't ever got to take that. Like, that ain't, that's not a compliment to no, me. Like, no. I've, I've no. dated all sorts and shapes and sizes and colors, and none of that matters. So, not telling me that you're not usually attracted to black women or, oh, wow, I can't believe, oh, you're pretty as a, for a black woman. Like, that doesn't make me feel like, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I was wondering. The me? The chosen <laughs> black one? Wow. So it, my background has really allowed me to, you know, have all types of different friendships and you know, relationships and never need to feel like someone has to glorify me based on the fact that, you know, I'm that black person that they find interesting or attractive. That's, in, that's, so, that's so interesting because I feel like certain people are meant to be in certain situations because I feel like if I was that guy who, you know, found myself in a lot of situations you found yourself in. I would, you know what I'm saying, been uh kind of like correcting a lot of people a lot. Yeah. It's but hard. it's beautiful. It's beautiful that it was you and the way that you went about doing it was a sense of, you know, I'm I'm gonna check you, I'm gonna let you know that this is either either not cool, or this is how you can handle it. And now, you know what I'm saying, fuck up the vibe. That's a yeah. beautiful thing cuz you don't want to fuck up your vibe. But now, you Nicole, how do you feel like it's impacted you a lot? Um, yeah, so I'm from Juliet. Um I'm super grateful for being from Juliet, but I'm glad I got out. <laughs> um, like most people are from their hometowns. Um, yeah, Juliet's great. It's really, really diverse, and that's why I'm really glad that I was like developed as a person through that. Mm-hmm. Um, my high school felt like it was probably um, as many white people. There were also the same amount of black and Mexican combined, I would say, mm-hmm. um, and Puerto Rican. Um, we didn't have too many Asian, 
Um, there was a couple couples. <laughs> a couple I couples. Guess. I didn't know any. Um, yeah, and it was, uh, it was great. I felt like it was just, um, I don't know. I like it was easy transferring to the city then. Like nothing really freaked me out at all. That's beautiful. Uh, yeah, at all, and it was really me. Opposite. Yeah. Ah. Well, that's how I felt in college. It was so crazy um, meeting people. Like, I met so many. The musical theater program at Columbia is just, like, so whitewashed. It's crazy. Um, that it just, everyone is from, like, a lot of people are from the South, and they're just, like, very jarred by the city. Um, it's so nice. Yeah. So, <laughs> which is crazy. And uh, Juliet, so Juliet was fun. Juliet has like a little bit of loba crime, a little bit of, <laughs> little bit of murder, a little hometown yeah. murder, a little hometown murder. Um, so I was exposed to that. I've was exposed to some like gang situations with people that I personally know who have gotten like seriously hurt and few that who, who have passed. Oh man, um, which is so crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, there was like yeah, like we we had like crazy uh, to get into my high school. Um, we you had to go through a metal detector every single day um because we had a lot of issues with people bringing guns to school and one it was like lean on me yeah right one time in middle school this kid fucking put a pencil like in a guy's head and we all had to get like locked in our rooms it was crazy yeah so i was exposed to like that really early on um there's Juliet is still very divided though because there's like Juliet Catholic Academy which, um, gosh, is so white. Um, usually, and then, that's usually how it is. Though. Yeah, and then there's the public schools of Juliet which are not and are very much more diverse. Mm-hmm. And um, it was like all of like the scared white families like would pay the thousands of dollars. It's like to oh send no, it ain't. Get it, get now, like, get now. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, so. My family didn't give a fuck. They were just like, we ain't paying for the Catholic school. You'll survive. And it was fine. Like, yes. yeah. the people who didn't go were like, are you scared when you're at school? I'm like, no. It's literally fucking fine. Like, something happens every once in a while, maybe. And, like, it's just, like, you don't get mixed in with the wrong crowd. Like, yeah. if you're, like, a smart person, then you And those won't... wrong crowds are at both schools. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know oh, yeah. The White kids are like getting in trouble for bringing cocaine to homecoming and like, yeah, had the most probably heroin issues. And now look at you, super savvy. So, you know, um, yeah, no, so I feel great about being grown up there. I, I, I was even really jarred going into Columbia because there was just so much more like catty drama. Uh And I feel like, especially my high school was had a very like loving atmosphere oh, and it was beautiful. very diverse i yeah to be honest i loved it i was it made me really grateful like i wanted to get the fuck out when i was 18 of course mm-hmm. um but um halfway through college i was like super grateful for everyone that i knew in yeah. joy and i never had to worry about half the crap that i had to like create anxiety about in yeah. college yeah. um so it was awesome and yeah, it was cool. Uh, we were t- I know that you and I were talking about my cheerleading team, but I had quite a few friends. You were on cheerleading. Um, Captain. Yeah. I had my best friend currently, and then some my two other friends who I still talk to were, like, the only three white girls on the cheerleading team. And then always, like, our homecoming king and queen was our, like, prom was always, like, a black person. It was never a white person, uh, which was great, and I loved it. And we fucking had a blast at all of our events. It's lit. Yeah. It's lit. Um, so I'm really, like, really, really proud of Juliet, and it gets a bad rap, and it's, like, that shit happens everywhere. It's, like, a True. great place to grow up so that you're, like, I would say I feel very, like, open to yes. anything and anyone. It sounds like, sounds like Joliet sounds a lot like my hometown. Mm-hmm. Because uh, early on, like, in, like, the, of course, like, the segregation times and inter- integration and everything, that's when <clears throat> all of, like, the private schools were made. So the founders of a lot of these private schools, mm-hmm. if you really know the history, were made to keep, you know, white kids away from inner city. Yeah. And so that still kind of persisted, but then it became more of a class thing instead of just a racial thing. Well, yeah. Because the people, you would still see, you know, small little batches of, you know, Asian and black uh, families who would pull their kids out of Mm -hmm. public schools and, you know, have them put them in uh, private schools for it. But it is, of course, better education, more access to certain things. 
even though their sports teams were terrible as hell, we used to always kick their ass. Uh, they still had like the most scouts. They still had all these different opportunities coming their way. And like, I'm talking about like studying abroad in fucking high school and bullshit like that. It was like a thing. So they went for that access. They went for that, you know, wherever that is. And but. At the same time, we still got to remember where we are. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you're missing so was, much culture. Like, I'm you, just so you grateful for the culture I got out of it. You are. And I think I think about, you know, all of, like, the successful people just in the world. When you look at a lot of their, you know, stories, a lot of them are extremely blended. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like, even when it comes to, like, rappers who are in a really, really black space the majority of their lives, for some reason, they got, like, a lot of culture somewhere at home. Like, their mother was, like... A fan of this type of music and so mm-hmm. it diversified their palate and just what diversified their ear mm-hmm. or you know it's just something that they got a lot of that you know made them different um to keep it moving on along yes. i feel like uh one major thing that i feel like all women kind of deal with and specifically when it comes to the relationship between black and white women uh there's this thing when it comes to body shaming versus kind of body praising Mm -hmm. in the sense of this is what's wrong and this is what's not. Yeah. Um, I really wanted to know like in today's day, and I feel like because it's been taking a really interesting kind of like toll when it comes to just what is seen as the object of beauty. Mm -hmm. Nowadays, we have a whole new beast that has always been a problem with is the topic of conversation more, which is cultural appropriation. Which they feel that now, you know, being busty and this, that, and the third, instead of being kind of like stick thin, is the thing. Mm-hmm. What do you guys feel about kind of like this new culture of lifting up, kind of like still this, this, this new wave of like lifting up women for being a certain way and shaming those who aren't a certain way? Because now it's almost like, you know, if you're not in shape and you're slim as hell, then all of y'all are bad. Right. You got to be extremely fit. Thick as hell, busty everywhere. Like, like you gotta just Kim be Kardashian all put together. Look is like she she is the right kind of like the the prototype, you know, like sure. Kim right now. Yeah. It never really did, but <laughs> but tell me what you what you think. How how have how has it been in your different uh, experiences, in different you know spaces that you've been around when it comes to kind of like this whole like body shame and culture that we have in America. I'm super super passionate. I feel like a lot lately. It's something I've been thinking about a lot of just fucking like women like building up other women and especially like the women versus women thing I feel like you it's getting better but you used to walk in a room and it was like immediately you were in competition it's like for Mm -hmm. fucking what like you're not just standing you're not like thinking about yourself you're standing there you're looking at everyone else and you're like cool I'm thinner than her yep um oh fuck like my my tits are smaller than hers (coughs) oh like Oh, like, her outfit's whack, like, she's wearing shit that's too tight for it. Like, and you try to make yourself feel better by shaming other people. Mm -hmm. And I caught myself doing that, and I really fucking hate that. Mm -hmm. Um, Hate it so goddamn much, and I'm over it. I'm so done with it. Um, And uh, working at Trunk Club has been amazing because we're surrounded by beautiful, like, white women all day, every day. So it takes, it like, at first I was just like, I don't even know you, but I don't like you because you're, like, pretty, like, I feel like you're prettier than me. But that's not fair. Like, so not fair. Um, And so I think through starting to work there, I kind of had to take a step back and be like, all right, like, what am I actually, like, judging these women on? Mm -hmm. And... Of course, they're gonna come to work every day trying to look their best, like yeah. me fucking too. And me like, exactly. instead of like going in a room and being in competition with them, I we just need to fucking like start loving each other and start like yeah. building each other up and like give I, compliments. Yeah, yeah, give compliments. Exactly. I love the idea of like stopping someone on the street and just being like, you like your dress is incredible and like saying and just constantly, it's because women deserve it and it's just I don't know if we I think women are amazing if we like band together just be unstoppable real shit real shit yeah what what about what about what about you when it comes to body shaming and body praising i try my best to praise as as much as i possibly can because there's often times where i am not and i'm just like why why are you mad at me like i sometimes have to like ask like what why are you so mad at me like there are certain times where i'm told like you know you need to 
dress for your body or you know you know you have a butt so you know wear looser pants wear looser shirt like whatever skirts and I'm like okay cool cool but if the next person can wear the same exact one you know what I'm saying why is it that you know I cannot like and you're gonna tell me that I cannot in whatever the situation may be you wouldn't think twice you know if you know sometimes Nicole will tell me you know mm-hmm. if I wear this no one is gonna like think twice no. about it the no. other day I wore a dress that I swear to god if you fucking wore it like yeah you would get so all the comments and but that's why I try to praise as much as I possibly can you know rather on the street in the workplace you know because you know, I, I mean I do get a lot of you know compliments in you know the office or whatever the case may be just because we work with a lot of women and I respect that I'm like I don't my self self self-esteem can be at an all-time high these days because I get so much love but sometimes I feel like it isn't from the people who should be showing me the love you know yeah, yeah. and so thank you Ann Arbor you helped me learn like sometimes you do have to conform and you do have to make adjustments and shift if it's healthy I'm here for that but if it's in a way where it's kind of you can feel that there's some sort of agenda or some sort of background noise. You gotta that, see that. You gotta see that. And you and, and it's really easy to like pick that out. And it shouldn't be, you know. Yeah. If if it's healthy, thank you. But mm-hmm. if it's if it's something that I'm like, there were some whispers or whatever the case may be, you know. You're right. You're right. right. I, you need I, to wipe I, that out. I think especially when it comes to yourself. I feel like the crazy thing about it is that we have this culture of, you know, women yet again women being a certain way there's a lot of kind of rules and stipulations put on women so now not only can you not have sex with whoever you want to as many times you want to whenever you want to Mm -hmm. but also your body is expected to be a certain way as well and those pressures aren't equal in every single fact you know it's every single factor guys don't have that i feel like men don't have that kind of battle with each other because the, my ugly friend has pulled like the best looking girl before. Right. Then, you know, had they dated the best looking girl before. So you can tell that, okay, so evidently a lot of women are seeing past the way people look and actually going with personality. Yeah, yeah. While, oh, for sure. While with men, I think men are still kind of uh, kind of approaching or being attracted to all different types of, you know, all different types of women. And that's what we want. And, and that's, but, but, I think the interesting thing is that they don't always admit that. Mm, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. what I what I seen, you know, back at school, because I you know went to a school with a heavy female population, whereas it was kind of like you had that girl that you would be seen with, and you had that girl that you would call at night. You see what I'm saying? It's two different things. Yeah. And if you see the, if you knew these two girls, you would be like. Okay, that so one's the, that one's that was the, the wife, and that one's the like slutty looking one. Let's exactly. Yeah, it's, either, it's, either, it's either that. That's the one that I'm not going to bring home to mom and dad, but like. It's either um, that, yeah. it's either that, or it's, you know, she's not as attractive as her from a general perspective. Like, sure. if I bring her, if I have her out and everything the like that. The homies won't accept me. Yeah, no, everybody's sure. going to be like, dang, you pulled or, your little yeah. baddie, whatever, whatever, whatever. But you got this other young lady, they're going to be like, oh, bro, you can, you can do a little bit better. Or I'm. Whatever, whatever, but it's like this, that, and the third. And I think it's interesting how that's how we interact and that's how we choose to interact. But I feel that Mm -hmm. if we praise the ones that we we are actually giving this vibe to, we actually giving this attention to, because regardless of whatever your purpose and your motive is, this is the one you're choosing within that moment. Yeah. So you know, and they are always believe in the saying of you know, when you're laying down, y'all equal. Mm -hmm. So what's the difference Mm -hmm. from you know, you can't sit here and you know, stand up and kind of snap out of it after just, you know, few minutes, depending on who, you know, the, the guy's dexterity, a few seconds of pleasure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, be like, oh, well, damn, you, you ain't really what I want, though. You know what I'm saying? Right. And not claim and be like, this is not something I really can see being something. Right. And it's, it's interesting. But to dive into an interesting topic, there's a new show out that actually broke goddamn Netflix. <laughs> got okay. the notification for it telling me to watch it and it's a good show I already binge watched all of it on my it's like God wanted me to watch it because it was my day off and I never have Fridays off all the time 
So I watched it that whole damn day. It's a good show. I you know, suggest everyone to check it out. But uh, inspired by uh, my girl yet again, I was the next, I think like the next day, I looked at a, a um, what was it, a, a Breakfast Club interview, where they interviewed Mike Coulter, the guy who actually plays Luke Cage. And uh, Charlemagne, the guy, asked him about, you know, I, he was like, I know you're getting screwed because you got a white wife. How's that going? Wait, what TV show is this? This Luke is uh, Luke Cage. Luke Cage. On got Netflix. It, it. Okay, cool. Which is a Marvel superhero, so on and so forth. Look them up, look it up, yeah. watch it. Uh, because it is a good show, it's a great show. And you know, it's always interesting how people, you know, dig up things and uh, kind of find, you know, interesting things about the person who's playing the part to kind of, I wanna say discredit, but kind of just throw more into the soup that no one really asks for. Mm-hmm. Interesting thing that I feel like me and Lena started to talk about was. You know, there's a really, really uh, consistent theme with a lot of like black actors who uh, not only, you know, are they dating, dating white women, marrying white women, having children and everything, but they consistently, it's the, when they're questioned about it, it's all like the same answer. And it's, none of these men are the same people. Sure. So I think what's interesting is none of them have, it's almost seemed like this is just what it is, mm-hmm. but it's like, each and every one of you met your wife of now on different circumstances. Mm-hmm. How do you all have the same How answer? do you all have the same answer? Because right. majority of that, that, that's kind of like almost scripted. Because they, they never, they never most of them never really get too defensive, but they'll come out and say, well, you know, I love black women. Uh, yeah. I love them. You know, I, <laughs> yeah. my mother's black. My, my, <laughs> my auntie's black. <laughs> I dated black women in the past, but I met, I met, I met, you know, Megan. Iris. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, not Iris. That's a little too exotic, right there. Megan, Megan, um, Megan. And while I was in college, while I was struggling, while I was a you know a actor trying to act for food, and literally she found me. She she like took care of me. She supported me throughout, and now we're here with three, five, six children. And we are, we are. Beautiful, beautiful mixed babies. Love is love. It's like all those, it's it's always certain talking points. And I'm not against, and I don't want this to seem like I'm against uh, interracial dating. But what I find interesting is there are, specifically with this combination though, I wouldn't say with any other one, but specifically with this one because of the history in the past of kind of not praising the uh, kind of like not praising black love and also the downplay and the image of black women within the media. I feel like it all plays on the way a lot of men view, you know, when it, view black women when it comes to dating, especially when they're black men. No matter what their race is, they still have this kind of, a lot of them are pushed to this ideal of what they feel like black women are. I want to know, what do you guys feel about uh, kind of like when you see this and people being questioned about this, what is, uh, do you ever feel like it's more to the story or it's deeper than that? Well, first, I have a question. Yes. Um, so, do, I mean, there's no way to know, but do they have, like, good relationships with their mothers? So they're like, I love black women, like, and I, like, I know black men. This is Lena, by the way, talking. Hey, y'all. <laughs> yeah. I know a lot of um, black men um, that are either have money, are famous, or um, just are popular, I guess, Yeah. Um, that have good relationships with their mothers. I know their mothers. Yeah, interesting. And they still choose white women. I've had friends, yeah. white white girlfriends that only dated black dudes. I, I, I like the, you know, I don't mind, you know, interracial right. dating. My thing is, you... Yeah, you love black women, but you don't want to be with them. And you can say that. You can really just And that's that's the you point. You can say you can say, um, I just like white women because you choose who you marry. Mm-hmm. You might not choose who you date. You can date a black person, you can date a white person. You choose who you marry. You put a ring on that finger, you say those vows, you and you make children with them. You you chose that. And I'm I'm tired of hearing the love is love. Like gone, gone, gone. And you can say, Oh, she was with me when I was broke. She saw something in you. Women see. Women know. Women ain't crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Women see. Y'all they got good they see dollar signs. They can, and you make the person that you with. Uh-huh. You mold them to be what you want. Mm-hmm. And Luke Cage's wife works for Netflix. Now, yeah, she currently does. 
coincidentally. Hashtag but, but but that was an interesting thing that they brought up in that in that interview. He was just like, but you know, she ain't had shit to do with it. She ain't overcasting or nothing. Hashtag. Like that. You know, she ain't you know, he started started rambling a little right, bit, but it was just like I find it always very interesting anytime these guys get thrown in. And what I feel like is something deeper there because not only because you spoke about choice and I think about really, really great actors of you know, just of now and old who have kind of like kept this same thing up. You know, the the John Hammers, the Richard Roundtree, the guy who played Shaft, all these men who on screen played extremely black ass dudes, came up in the black exploitation era where they was fighting a man and having sex, but none with black women on screen. And it's the same way with every other one of today. With Amari Hardy, Amari uh, Hardwick, yeah. uh, Power, fucking the hell out of goddamn Angela and goddamn uh, Tosh. Tasha. Mm-hmm. On the nightly on that show. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? From Tay Diggs being like the 90s wonder dude. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So on and so forth. And uh, now, and now, right now, with Nate Parker being one of the most, seeming like one of the most vote motherfuckers with his Nate, with his uh, Birth of a Nation film, and, and his previous, wife. his previous films have always been a very historical, a very kind of you know thought provoking, trying to just bring something to the light, or just you know, it's always been a sense of like blackness, and all of them kind of come with the same rhetoric of, oh, I love black women, you know, it's, y'all y'all worried about the wrong thing, whatever, whatever, but it's like. You chose to portray yourself to this baby. Mm-hmm. And I understand parts are short, parts and shit like that. I guess I want to know, what do you feel about, you know, kind of like this consistent thing? And what do you feel like affects this whole culture of, you know, people kind of feeling that way instead of just being honest? Because I'd I rather them all be honest and be like, that's what I, that's who I want. Right. And this is why I want it. They, so do, you, do you think that there has something to do with... Um, because you're talking about it's all like wealthy and power. We're talking about that with yes. the black men usually yes. is like kind we of the factor. The ones, do you do you think that being with like ending up with a white woman like in their perspective comes off as a more like trophy? They are more it's like powerful. She's, a, she's the yes. pride. And I think like, it's more like it's the prize because when you're yeah. a powerful man, you don't want to have um, a strong counterpart. When you're a person of power, you don't want a strong counterpart. That doesn't make sense. Two two alpha people is gone. And one and one. You very, know, black people have too many attitudes. It, too that's attitudes. that's that's the that's the kind of like the the generalization right. that white women are very you know they'll go with the flow. And when they are with men of true. power, if you fuck up or if you you know whatever whatever, you'll just jump on your Hillary shit and be like, all right. I'm with the fucking president. Right. Well, I'm yeah, with the yeah, such yeah. and such, and you'll just play ball, right. and you'll understand that this is just the role that you play, and you're the you're the one he chose. You're his wife, and I think right. that all plays on all of that. Yeah. And but yet, you know, I just oppose that to, you know, extremely extremely wealthy ass white men who have put a ring on black women's finger mm-hmm. from the Eves, the, the Janet Jacksons, the, the Mariah yeah. Careys of the world, who literally. Like woo these extremely witch ass white men, and they have even done like articles and articles on why the hell does this keep happening? Like this is really random. Because I think it's because I mean black women do what you just said. Like every black woman I know, if if the man was there or the man was like if the man wasn't there or if the man was lacking, they pick up the slack. It could be for a various different reasons. If if your husband loses your job, you might have to pick up a couple extra hours. Just common yeah. sense things to sure. do, but it's it's not we're not shown that. And it's like, I think of like Kanye West with this whole, when you get on, Leo asked for a white girl. Kim yeah. Kardashian is a white girl. Like he, 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 was admitting, like, he was admitting something. Like he was like speaking truth right then. He was, he or projected. even with Tristan Thompson. What you about to say? I just think the whole, oh, I love black women. And cool, I feel that. Thank you. It's, it's It's a cliche, you know. My brother, for instance, and you know, his fiance is white. Jessica, if you're listening, I love you. And um, he said in his early teenage years, and I was even younger, probably like 10, and I was like, dang, ooh. He was like, I'm done with black women. And I was like, oh, okay, sure. Damn. And but he was just, he just like admitted, he was like, that's just not what I, I'm just done dealing with black women. And I was like, that's real close-minded of you, as young as I was. I'm like, dang, yep. how you feel? <laughs> even but, oh, but I, 
he I know he loves me I know he loves our mother like mm-hmm. I know it, I know it's not he would never have to be like you know what I'm saying I it, I love my sisters like he would right. he never would feel the need to say that because it's obvious anything I need he got me my mother whatever whatever the case is you Just can see him, that they got that bond but he fell in love with his now fiance many years ago you know and when he proposed and he had the speech and he broke it down i was like you're right and you don't have to explain nothing but why you love her you don't have to explain anything else you know two beautiful nephews thank you love them so and and it's crazy because honestly even like all of her sisters are are, you know in relationships with black men too so it could be it's there it's something has happened with their preference and their parents don't don't question it a bit that's love so it, it meshed very well because my parents are of course the most open updated all types of you know black white asian indian you know so it, it meshed very well and you know i respect my brother for just being like when he was younger he probably didn't voice it the right way when he was just like i'm done with black women whatever because he he was not completely but when it all came down to him growing up and getting older he did end up with a white woman and it was just about this is who this is who i love and you know black love is a beautiful thing but it doesn't love doesn't have a color so i'm I'm here for all the things just keep it real yeah you know you don't have to give us that same cliche story and i think with the black actors who try to give that cliche story them having a white woman or whatever the case may be may come from you know a glorification in the academy or you know the appearance that they want to hold up yeah but if you love that woman then that's fine by me but don't give me a, a no cliche story and don't do it for all the wrong reasons because mm-hmm. you don't want anybody who's gonna you know if you cheat they're gonna be like i'm leaving your ass or if you do it again you're gonna lose your wife like they don't want the beyonce to speak up and stand up for for herself they don't want that you know they want not saying that they're all being cheaters or assholes but in that case, they do want to be like, I'm the king and you, you my princess darling. You know, it, I just think it's probably some type of, you know, power trip. I think it is a power trip, but I think it's, they're not aiding themselves when they keep saying the same thing. Yeah. If that, like, I feel like one thing that you're saying that's deep and why I feel like it's something to dig into is because it's all the same thing. And it's, I think of it just like politics. People, they all try to tell you the same thing because they all want you to just believe in the same propaganda. Yeah. It's just like, leave me alone. Love is love. That's it. I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Like, if, if you love your damn wife and that's what it is. Say that. Say that because that right. passion, people going to always be like, damn, he really speaking on this damn I wife. I love my wife. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's, speak, like, he's speaking yeah, that. Like, he's like, so I can't it's even. It's such a race thing. If you made, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No one asked you if you didn't like your mom. No yes. one asked you if you didn't right. like your sister. No one asked you if you never dated black women before in your life. You brought that up. Yeah. So you, that, if that was anything, your answer to something completely. Weird yeah. Someone asked. Yeah. So it's like you're projecting. You're projecting things that have you've always kind of thought about or dealt yeah. with or whatever it is when you should have just been honest with yourself and be honest with everyone else around you and be like, look. I, when it came down to me being single and whatever, yeah. whatever, this is the woman who came into my life and had everything I needed, yeah. and that was simply it. Yeah. Fuck everything else. And you I know felt, what I'm saying? I felt so bad from for Omari from the power. I don't what's his name Omari. on the show? Hard uh, Ghost. Ghost. Yeah, Ghost. And he, he was hurt. People were coming at him about the way his wife looked. She looks like a man. She looks like a drag. What is wrong with you? You with that white woman. You could be with me. Look at me, black queen. I'm a baddie. Whatever. He was hurt. Yeah. He didn't go and be like, well, what do you mean? I, yeah, I love you, my black sister. He was just like, <laughs> y'all got me fucked up. This yeah. is my, my wife. wife. Yeah. I love her. I've known her for this many years. Like, if I have to explain myself to you, he's like, I wish y'all could, for a day, you know, Feel the scrutiny I feel from being with my wife, and then you'd understand how hurtful this is. Yeah, and you got to remember, like that's a human being, and you are literally like coming the for of her. His you children. are dragging yeah. her for the filth mm-hmm. through this bitch. Just because she is with a man that you find attractive on TV and who's a celebrity, you think what? She don't got no feelings. He don't got no feelings. That's his family. You know. Yeah. 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 
and, and, and that's and that's wild. And I was like, yeah, because when I looked at a picture of her, I was like, ooh. But then I, you know, and, <laughs> but I would never feel the need. People to feel the say, need to get on social you don't, media. I know. Like you crazy. feel the need to say this. Yeah, like, they yeah. feel the need to let to, to at like, him and in, in her and just and because you think you are like, like you your want, wife ugly. And you need to be with me. First of all, no, nobody want to be with you with yeah. that stank ass attitude. Yeah. That's why they don't want to be He's with like, you. Bitch, I've never met you. You do not. You do not need to belittle another person and to such how many people is it on earth and i think yeah that's one person and i think what's what's the most important is you have to have these conversations you know with people on all ends of the spectrum stop viewing black women as mad black women for what they feel about what they feel because we just we dismiss the fuck out of it when they usually have valid reasons for what the fuck they feel right it's like if so many black women throughout history have literally been in deep ass marital relationships with people mm-hmm. like been married as fuck shit don't work out and this is what keeps happening of course this is going to be the zeitgeist it's going to become the paradigm yeah. is that oh he gets big I was with him while he was building his damn firm and then his firm got to a good place and he left my ass a white girl wait next exhale hell. get your shit wait next exhale you know what I'm saying <laughs> check out that movie if yeah. you haven't seen it which is a, a pivotal thing within the culture <laughs> yeah. which perpetuates mm-hmm. these things and no one has ever really talked about it mm-hmm. because on all sides there is an issue when it comes mm-hmm. to that combination of a relationship because you have the black man and the white woman who fetishize on each other you know what I'm saying I'm, mm-hmm. back in the past it was like oh I've got this little snow bunny I've got this little whatever right, it was, right, it right. was a game the, yeah. it was oh, like because sure. yeah. he's seen it as more of a challenge especially being in the south right. you know what I'm saying so it's like because now and we gotta deal with that's what I was wondering with, at first with the power thing yeah. it was kind of like a challenge the, uh, almost yeah. it's like yeah, and then it's like a trophy. Like I said, a trophy. Yeah, I think I think that's what you know. That. The, the men like, who the men who. When I was at the bottom, I couldn't get a white girl. But exactly. I'm at the top and not, yeah. Now I can get whatever yeah. I want. Yeah. Exactly, right. exactly. Right. And now right. that I got one, and I got one that kind of you know, that not only I got one, but she kind of cool. Right. I'm gonna stick with her. <laughs> but when <laughs> they say, but when they say I've been with them for twelve years or fifteen years, you're like, okay, that's thank you. Since we asked, that's a that's a good answer to let us know your history and don't not talk like, about your history. Talk about what you got now because like yeah. if you chose to be with her so now defend her don't defend your life your defend, past yeah, yeah. right defend her because yeah. that's what we were that's what we asked yeah, yeah. Well, one one of the end needs to happen in the answers yeah, yeah. the like, truth the truth always if it, comes, it comes to love is love then like explain that love is love and yeah. not yeah and like and also put everyone else in their place because that's never what happens they get very Defensive or docile, and they take that same rhetoric. Love mm-hmm. love. People are just I'm looking not, for And they know they're going to ask that question. You know, if you go on the breakfast club, yeah. you think Charlamagne ain't going to ask you, you about your white wife? Just put yeah. us of in. Course. Put the people in your shoes. We're just looking for some perspective. That's it. That's it. But what it is, it's like, it's just kind of like for black women, it's just kind of disheartening when it's like you hear that I'm pretty for a black girl, or, you know, mm. I usually don't look at black girls, but. Yeah, right. I hate that. No, skirt, I hate that. Skirt. Like, skirt, yeah. skirt. it's kind of like the same thing with like ball girls. Oh, oh, you call all oh, your hair. I used to go for that, but you know, you're pretty with it. It's like, damn. You yeah. could have just yeah. said, "I look pretty." I was talking about how Nicole is real good at that. Like, I think I was talking to you, Rodney, yeah, about yeah, how yeah. needing to fix the way I compliment and don't be like, "Oh, you look so nice." Today, today. You know what I'm with your new haircut, like people notice things. Like, like what it. the fuck was like? You just you today. look nice. Like, yeah. I love and even your new you, haircut and you look beautiful. And even if you, that wasn't your intention. You're so good at that. Yeah, you're good at that. that. But yeah, even if that's not wasn't your intention to put this kind of like time stamp on something, someone still can take that a certain way. And I feel mm-hmm. like you don't have to, you know, kind of like ask, you know, acquiesce your way through life and kind of cater to everyone's situation. But you sh- definitely should, you know, keep that in mind because you wouldn't want somebody to come up on you and be like, you you kind of you you kind of put yourself together there. Because that should have come off. Yeah, that should have come off kind of you know condescending. I still can't believe that people think that they can say like that. It's a compliment to be like, oh, you're pretty for a black woman. Like I just can't. Oh no, people. Oh, people I know. Say oh, that. I know. And even I've gotten weird oh. things where they're like, oh, they're like your body type because like I'm flatter chested. They're like, I've never like been with a woman who's had a flat like a flat chest before, and yeah. I'm like. Is that, are you complimenting that, like, my personality it's went through? Because, like, right. you're a chip off the old block, yeah. champ. It's, it's I was so, so cool to hang with that I didn't even need to have boobs. Right. Like, yeah. And then for, the, for white it. people to say that to you, like, a white man to say that to you, it's just like, I'm going to go off on you, Ted, and I really need you to walk the fuck away. Right. Right. white men have some type of, like, 
an entitlement know. fucking issue. And you can say whatever you want. And it's like some sort white of skin. infatuation. Look, they don't Trump voice it right. White skin, pink balls. Yeah, they just. I'm just like. And I was like, I was like, you know how you. I'm not gonna say that. I'm gonna say that in front of you, Rodney. What you about to say? I was gonna say. I told this guy one time, and I was like, I usually don't go for pink dick, but I mean. Ew. <laughs> I'm going to edit that out. Uh, but to continue the conversation, and I feel like there's something interesting that's coming afoot that I feel like I put in here, which was kind of like the, the plight of the black woman in America. And I feel that white women can truly become the biggest of allies because y'all already have so much in common. Mm-hmm. I think it's realizing the commonalities that you two have, though. Truth. And actually, like, bringing them to light. And I feel like, yeah, they try to do it with, you know, the whole, you know, the feminist movements and the women's rights movements. But, you know, once you really look into those things, there was still this racial divide. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like, oh, sure. let's get let's get these black women in here. Let's get these Spanish women in here. Whoever we can find and grab and throw into this movement because it increases our numbers. You see what I'm saying? It increases our numbers. It increases our diversity. And it also it shows us that we're doing something that everyone else isn't. Everyone else who was protesting either on the left or the right have their own groups and they're not collectively diverse mm-hmm. and, and unified. But yet we're all out here. It's white women, it's black women, and we're all together and we all fight for the same cause. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is from a timing standpoint, there wasn't similar, uh, I guess, issues to a full degree. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of white women who started these, a lot of these kind of like movements we're definitely, you know, having a lot coming down on them from these, you know, the white patriarchy. Mm-hmm. From a black perspective, there was a lot of homes. There was a lot of, you know, that's why it's funny to see, you know, people who are of a certain age talk about how, you know, before the 70s, everybody's parents, it was always two parents. Mm-hmm. It was this always been a thing. Like you had that, this, and the third. It, people was always together. So this whole matter of people colliding or having issues those issues were kind of like, well, you, your man don't do this to you, your man don't do that. It was like, he don't he don't complain about when you at home doing this all day, whatever. I was like, no, I'm not. Actually not a, I'm not. A, I'm not a housewife. Actually, I go to work every day, so I don't even have an issue. Right. When we come in the house, we make sure the kids straight and go to bed. Yeah. But they they still fueled and they you know kind of like use their propaganda to unite each other, and now we have what we have, and now it's grown to be what it's been. But I want to know. What do you feel like are some possible solutions to, you know, to unify the two? Or better yet, tell me what you feel like is the kind of like the commonalities that can unify. I just think coming to the realization that we are fighting for the same issues and just realizing that that's just it's as simple as that. There are things, say, in the workplace, we're not getting paid you know equally or whatever the case may be there's rape kits that are just sliding through the cracks Mm -hmm. in law enforcement just untouched just stacks of them and now you see that women are coming together to gain support of people to kind of you know fund those types of issues and bring those issues to light and you know it's sometimes it may start with one people but we all have to gather and come together to kind of call out some of those issues because We need to work. I feel like we are shifting in the right direction. There's things that I like. I didn't know. I didn't know about you know the rape kits that were just states st- stack on top of each other. You know, in some forensic file in the background of some yeah. you know police department, and then you see that there's people, men, women, all that are bringing these issues to light, and then they're being kind of notarized, and hopefully they're doing it for the right reason and not just to be praised. And, if, and even if they are, well, it's it's helpful. And these people are coming together and funding these issues and speaking upon them and not afraid to be scrutinized by the white man or whatever the case may be. I mean, look at what we're dealing with now. We're like, who's going to be our next president? Will we have a a woman or will we have someone who pretends to care of the issues? Yeah. (laughs) And literally literally demeans women publicly. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we all have to come together to, to get the right one in office and, you know, start to make these shifts that we already have going and continue to get those issues to be shifted in the right way so that, you know, we can come together and ha- have more equality on all levels. White, black, doesn't matter. You know, you don't have to be the extreme feminist. You know, some, some times I'm on social media and those extreme feminists don't 
voice it correctly and they take something that's small and blow it up when yeah. really there's you know medium or larger issues that that are really the cause and really the main effect so not taking some of the not nitpicking you know yeah. figuring out what we really need to focus on and then just taking it one step at a time I believe it I believe it what about you Nicole um, I'm a big person on just community and yeah. like I, I love going uh, this like completely different thought I've I would. I don't want to reiterate everything that you just said, so I'm going to talk about something different. <laughs> um, so I just think love community. Yeah, like community, especially talking about <laughs> women coming together and um, like I have so many different friend groups, and a lot of my other friend groups will you know, are just of white women, and I think it's important where it's like, yeah, I have like the same couple bars that I want to go to, but maybe going to a bar where I can meet other people and just fucking talk to people and. Mm-hmm. Make connections. Make connections yeah. and get in, fucking involved in other people's lives other than your own. And that's real shit. I think that that's if like everyone took like like one weekend a month to dedicate to just like building a community and like meeting people and um, that aren't that don't fucking look like them. Um, yeah. It would that would make a huge difference and I just I love meeting people personally and I love that's like where I personally connect and I think it would be really important. I wish. I, I think giving that's yourself rare. like a cult, a culture shock. Yeah. 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 Oh, sometimes, yeah. you know, I know someone, I was it. talking to someone, they said their mom went to Haiti and checked up on her. I was like, mom, how's it, how's it going in Haiti? And she was like, I'm experiencing something called a culture shock. But, you know, after a few weeks, she sent pictures and you just saw her with the community and, you know, some of the women and the, the children and, you know, kind of making a public outreach. And mm-hmm. some of us may not necessarily be able to just go dip out to another Hell country, no, but know? it can start right here in your own, in your, you know, yeah. your own area. It's, I'm yeah. sure Even there's all types of forums. Brianna, when you were like, you are not what I thought you were. Yeah. I mean, truth be told, when I met Nicole, I was like, okay, she's just some girl. And I was like telling her this the other day I was just like yeah she's cool whatever teammate but never went out my way to you know invite her out or you know make conversation ask her about her day you know so how did that bridge like build one day we were at (laughs) one day we were at the table and we were just kind of singing Beyonce like kind of mumbling Beyonce to ourselves because she put the album on I was like okay girl and we were folding clothes and getting things done. Still not really talking, but we were singing together. Mm-hmm. And then one random day, she said to me, she said, you guys never invite me out. And I was just like, oh, child of mine. I didn't, I had no idea that you <laughs> wanted you to be involved down. about the things. Exactly. I thought you were like, come to work, go to lunch, go to, go to my boyfriend, see y'all tomorrow. Right. Never realized you were just waiting for somebody to just extend an arm. And one day... I, Probably that that day <laughs> I did, and and it's been his. Now, now we hang out every yeah, it's, day. It's, it's lit. Since then. Yeah. And y'all so, and y'all stay so close. Yeah, and that yeah. was just yeah. and that was an example of just someone just reaching out like, and then just get, get, and just getting the reciprocation. Yeah. And yeah, and she lives so close to me. Yeah. So you know, speak. You know, and I've already learned time. so much through my relationship with you. Same. And, yeah, you know. So yeah. that's where I think it's important. I think I think it is important. I think it it wraps around to you understanding and you being. This whole, you know, this whole thing called woke. You see what I'm saying? Because yeah. I feel well, like you have to see both sides, you know? Yeah. I feel like... And you can't just read about it. you got to, like, hell meet no. and yeah. love someone yes. who is going through an opposite situation of you. And then because you love them, you are also fighting for the same thing because you're like... You know what I mean? Like, right, there's just right. something different about making a connection with someone. And you're mm-hmm. like, wow, I wasn't a part... Like, I wasn't fighting for that cause because it had nothing to do with me. But now I fucking am because... Like, I'm standing for people I fucking love. Yes. And so just meeting people in the community is so helpful. I feel the community. Yeah. And the last, last thing I'm going to say is, to all that are listening, diversify your damn circle. Hell you yes. know what I'm saying? Unless you feel like you got damn Marcus Garvey or some like pro-black nationalist or some random mm-hmm. shit and you just feel the need that you so got to be all like pent up into a certain corner to get something done with only a certain group. Which is not most people. Right. That you need to get out of that circle, exchange in some actual culture, go out yeah, make yourself and uncomfortable. like actually go out and do things. Because people, they'll say, you know, I got this, you know, I don't want people to all be like, oh, I got this one black, white friend, I got this one black friend, I just did this thing with that one time. Right? Hate actually, that. actually have something to say so because that person isn't your <laughs> friend then. That person, even in, even in, even in, in any sense of the word, acquaintance. So, I feel like you have to go into these situations. You have to also talk about real shit. No, don't, definitely. don't, don't 
present a representative when you go and hang out, present yourself because you want them to present themselves with mm -hmm. you. If you want to continue to hang out with them, if you want to continue to build on this, on this connection and this friendship that you can build. And also, when shit happens that you feel like is either offensive or kind of dismissive or condescending or whatever it may be because those things come because of the nature of the world that we live in. Yeah. Educate. You, you educate. You Constant take that time education. to be like, like instead of, you know what I'm saying, being like, hold the fuck up. I would really knock somebody out if they said something like that in another situation. But I'm going to let you know this. And listen. And to listen. Understand. To, to instead understand. of listen to reply. Really, really true. Mm -hmm. yeah. and But I encourage, you know, That's people perfect. to really, really immerse themselves into the t different types of cultures and actually open themselves up. Because trust me. You will learn the things. You will learn all the things. Yeah. And it would come out to a very beautiful situation. But I would like to thank Brianna and Nicole for joining <laughs> me on tonight. It's a good one. It's a good one. It's a great conversation. I hope everyone got something from it. If you don't know now, you know you can listen to the Simply King podcast on the Apple Podcast app. Uh, now, uh, now Google Play, uh, SoundCloud, <laughs> TuneIn Radio, and also you can check out my site lifeisking.com and you can look at all those links and find all those links and get to it and listen to it on what you need to listen to it on also Stitcher for all my people who might have Androids and okay. really in the podcast it's on Stitcher as well uh, follow me on everything it's kings underscore memoirs on everything and also follow these two ladies on their, where, where would you like them to follow you on whatever <laughs> instagram my yeah. instagram is nicole underscore nola n-o-l-a oh i'm ben it's my middle name you can follow me on instagram that's miss brie baker m-i-s-s-b-r-i baker you know how to spell baker yeah yeah you better, you better know so thank you all for listening and thank you lena for joining in and giving your own little tidbits you know on in there baby thank how was you. that tea it was good <laughs> good tea good tea but um appreciate it definitely look forward to speaking to you all again on next week thank you all for listening this is simply king peace yes. don't touch my hair when it's the feelings i wear don't touch my soul It's a rhythm I know Don't touch my crown They see the vision I've found Don't touch what's